Welcome to the SIFT podcast, save it for the football podcast, this one for NFL week two. We're going to talk about the two Monday night football games this week, all the Sunday games, of course, Thursday night football coming up uh, very soon. And then we have uh, croutons to give out, daily fantasy, sink or swim, and a random fact. But before I do anything else, I'm going to welcome in the mayor. Mayor, how was your week one in the NFL? It was... Fantastic for me. Um, unfortunately for uh, the state of New Jersey, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. A tale of two cities with uh, the two teams. There's so much to get into just with the teams named in New York that aren't from New York. Um, it was a good victory Monday for my wife and I with the Dolphins and 49ers both winning. Uh, she never really heard the term Victory Monday before, so she knows what it is now, and she did agree that it was Victory Monday. <laughs> yeah, and I would argue that uh, the other team from New York, there's some things to talk about there, too. Uh, all right, let's do a little rewind. I'm going to uh, give a random fact before we do anything else, though. Um, my son, for some reason, he's four. He's obsessed with the Statue of Liberty. Um, I don't know why he... he well, when we drive by downtown where I live, which is not New York City, um, he'll say, where's the statue? Because uh, he thinks there's a statue in every downtown. Um, and uh, anyway, so the Statue of Liberty, though, um, was actually a lighthouse. So, you know, the, the, the Statue of Liberty carries a torch and it was a lighthouse uh, from 1886 to 1902. So there's actually... Uh, a useful purpose for it other than a symbol um, for about 16 years. And if I remember correctly, as history teaches me, it was a gift from the Russians as their admiration before um, from the civil war. No, it was from the French, but you're close. Oh, that's right. Yes. I they took, uh, the, it took a lot. And another question my son had was, how did they move it? And I said, well, like, you know, they had to move pieces over. And then he thought, well, how did the island not sink? And so it's getting very complicated with him. Uh, he's got a lot of questions. He's going into the uh, why phase. Actually, he's been there for a while, but um, everything is why. So uh, I'll, I'll have to work on answering all of his questions. But um, let's talk about the NFL from week one Thursday night football last week, Detroit defeated Kansas city 21 20. Um, that line was five and a half, I think, or five at kickoff with the Kelsey news. Um, Detroit scored a couple of touchdowns on offense. And honestly, I think if you're just talking money line, I think the correct pick there was still the chiefs. Like I think Mahomes had the ball with, two and a half to go. He had to go 30, 35 yards to get into Harrison Butker's uh, kicking range. And if I had to do it over again, I'd still take that. Um, but it didn't work out that way. Detroit uh, comes away with the win. And now Kansas City is looking at maybe going 0-2, having to go on the road this week. We'll get into that a little bit later. you have any thoughts on Detroit 21, Kansas City 20? You know, I really wanted to um... – go red alert and make a bold prediction. The Lions were going to win this game on our last podcast. Yeah. And I did everything but do that. Uh, you know, the Lions came to play like I, you know, like I did say as they, you know, they had everything to play for. The Chiefs were, you know, the, the underdog in the um, hype train for that one. Uh, Detroit looks pretty good. Um, I get to watch most of the game. I, I think they look pretty good. Uh, if that team gets better, they will be a threat down the road. Um, we already know Kansas City is going to be a threat once they get steaming and rolling um, until Patrick Mahomes isn't Patrick Mahomes. He can't be counted out, and it's only week one. Uh, I don't want any fans to get worried yet, uh, but it, it was a really good football game. Yeah, it was. It was a good game. Um, I I was strongly advising people to take the under. The over was 40, 54 and a half. I think it probably moved a little bit. 
before kickoff, but they, they only scored 41 points. So hopefully, hopefully somebody out there took my advice to just bet the under there. Um, all right. Look, well, so let's talk about any other games uh, that you want to talk about from week one. Um, you know, I think, uh, the, we can't let that, um, Dallas and, um, New York Giants game go. Yeah. Um, now I only got to watch bits and parts of the game because sleep schedule was starting to get interrupted, Sure. but I, I feel like that game should have been 20 to nothing, but Dallas, you know, hands down, you know, beat them in all phases of the game, but a couple little things just go the wrong direction. And all of a sudden you're losing by 40, but uh, the New York Giants are the only team not to score a point yet in the NFL. So they do have that hanging on them. And that's going to tie into one of my segments a little later. A SIF surprise coming up a little later on for all of our um, sifters out there. And um, what were your thoughts about that game? Yeah, I watched it and uh, I couldn't believe how bad the Giants were. Um, I know that Dallas defense is good and that Dallas offense didn't have to do much. Um, they did a lot on the ground, but they didn't have to do much. And, uh, but the Giants team is just, just wasn't ready for this game. I don't know how it happened, but they just weren't ready and they didn't have any answers. Uh, it, it may be the case that they can't block up front and that's going to be a huge problem. Anytime they play a team with a (laughs) decent pass rush or uh, a good defensive line, they're going to have a lot of problems. And that, if that's the case, then they're going to have, have a hard time repeating their success from last year where they did actually make the playoffs and win a playoff game. So uh, that's that's what I'd be concerned about if I was a New York Giants fan. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. It, it's going to be a, a long road ahead for the Giants fans. going to be a really tough to watch. Maybe they'll become Jets fans this year when Zach Wilson starts uh, lighting it up for the New York Jets. Um, are we going to talk about the elephant in the room with the injury to the New York Jets, or are we just going to breeze on past that because it's been covered by every news news outlet out there? I mean, it's been covered, but we got to talk about it. Uh, were you uh, watching this game, or did you just hear about it later? I did get to watch. Uh, I watched all the way up until about the end of the third quarter, maybe the middle of the third quarter. Um, all I needed was Josh Allen to throw one more touchdown, and I would have won my uh, first fantasy football week one, which is a bragging league. So I want to win that more than the one I have a vested interest in, uh, as weird as that is. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, Josh Allen threw two interceptions and I lost by 0.6 points. So um, I think the Bills, you know, they don't need to sound the alarm yet because they're, you know, it's only 0-1. But they they definitely need to. He needs to look into um, reformatting himself. He not. I mean, I know we've heard a lot this week. He's thrown the most interceptions since 2018. But something interesting I heard today is he has scored the most touchdowns since 2020. So um, he has that going for him as well. Uh, but it's risk reward, I guess, with Josh Allen, and I think the Bills will be just fine. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, what a roller coaster for the Jets. Um, four plays in, they lose Rodgers, and then uh, the, that seems like it. that's the end. There's no way Buffalo can't lose. Uh, I, I imagine people live betting that game were just hitting Buffalo um, money line, but um, or teasing that game what up to – it was it was two and a half, I think, a kick, kickoff favoring Buffalo. Um but then the Jets win in overtime with a punt return, so uh, a wild game. Uh, all every all eyes were on that game that night, and uh, uh, the Jets. You know, I, I've heard Jets fans saying that this is the worst possible outcome because they won the game and they lost Rodgers. So it's like maybe the front office doesn't do anything. Maybe they just ride with Zach Wilson because you know they won the game, but. Um, uh, what do you think? Do you think they bring it, try to bring in somebody else? Uh, people are talking well, about Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton and, and whoever else. Right. Yeah. Well, what are, what are re- the real options? If, if you're playing GM right now, I mean, Carson Wentz and Nick Foles are both sitting at home right now, not playing football. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it going to be one of them? <laughs> I, I don't, I would hope not. Um, 
I've heard a good argument for Andy Dalton. I, I know he's not um, probably a Super Bowl winner for you, but you know if you're you're thinking playoffs this year for this team, and that's you know that's the goal. I think you know you need a, like a competent guy who um, you know can de- deliver some of those intermediate routes and um, you know be be competent and gets you get you some a little bit of scoring and your defense is really good uh your running game is good i don't know i i could be talking to Andy Dalton but i don't think they're winning the super bowl with whoever they bring in so to me it doesn't really matter i think i if i'm the front office however unpopular this is i'm just going to ride with Zach Wilson yeah um there's no chances that retired quarterbacks from new england right no okay so now here, here's my um, my anger that comes into um, going back to Trey Lance. I mean, had the 49ers held on to Trey Lance up until I don't know yesterday, right? I have to imagine that the um, Jets probably would have entertained a fairly better trade offer than a fourth round pick and giving them away to Dallas. Who, I mean, they were just get trying to get whatever they could for him, but I got a feeling they'd probably could have got something a little better for him but he would not have been the answer for the New York Jets either. Yeah, you're right. The, the 49ers probably could have got a better deal um, if they just held out for a little bit longer. So that's probably a mistake on their part. But Well, um, I mean, specifically trading to the first team that has an injured quarterback. Right, right. Which in this case is the New York Jets. Yeah, no, I know. I So I, I'm agreeing with you. I think uh, just holding out one one week would have probably been a better idea but I, I don't know how much I don't know how much maybe third rounds second round seems ambitious even you know for the Jets um because they you know they already have like a, a first round quarterback who's um not been that successful so then they'd have two um unproven quarterbacks who uh you know might might turn it around but I don't know I I think everybody's talking. I I think it's interesting. Trey Lance is very interesting, but uh, that's obviously probably not going to happen at this point because Dallas Dallas has uh, Trey Lance, and I think they want to develop him. Um, but had the 49ers held on to Trey Lance, hypothetically, uh, this would have been an interesting situation. And but uh, I I wouldn't. I, if I'm the again, if I'm the Jets, just you just got to roll with Zach Wilson and uh, that, that's it. I don't know. Like you just got to do it. Uh, but the yeah, the bigger there's, not, there's just not a lot of other options out there that yeah. can put you in that position and you know gonna do that much better, like you said, than um Zach Wilson's gonna be able to do. Yeah, and the bigger picture, a lot of people saying, you know, this is probably the end for Rodgers. Um, you know, he comes back if he's younger, if he's 23 or even 33, then maybe he comes back from this in a year or so. But uh, at 40, this might be the end of it. Do you think this is the end of the road for Rodgers? Yeah, you know, it's um, – I, I don't know. That's I mean, I know that's not the answer you're looking for. The, you know, there's a lot of money for him to be made, but I think he's already made quite a bit. I, I'm sure there's some kind of, um, you know, is he going to be there the rest of the season to try to help Zach, Wil- Zach Wilson along? Is he just going to just drop off the face of the earth and he's going to go hide and do some hallucinogenic medicine again to try to get himself better? Um, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I would put it at 50% right now that we're not going to see Aaron Rodgers again on a football field. Yeah, I think 50-50 is about right because I think he's probably motivated to not have this be the end. Again, um, he's not like your typical quarterback at this stage. So um, he may be like, uh, I'm I'm not going to put all this work in to come back and play for this team. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Any other things from week one, though? Uh, no, I think we're um, ready to kick the kick cam to week two and um, start uh, doing some predictions. Yeah, and we can talk about some of the some of the things that happen in week one when we talk about week two. All right, so week two kicks off with Minnesota at Philadelphia. Uh, the Eagles hang on to beat the Patriots last week in week one. 
Um, and this week they're favored by six and a half at home over Minnesota, who lost uh, to the Buccaneers um, at home uh, the, the in Minnesota. Anyway, Minnesota, uh, six and a half point underdogs. The over-under is 49, so expecting some points here. you have any thoughts on Minnesota at Philadelphia? Yeah, we're. I think we're already going to be in this um, Thursday night mode where you know teams are resting or you know still recovering from Sunday. Uh, six and a half seems a bit extreme. I, I guess I put Minnesota a little better than that, but I, I probably wouldn't touch that game if um, if it were me. Uh, you know, a team at home is you know probably going to win on Thursday night. And, you know, I think the Eagles uh, are going to be able to get that done. Yeah, this seems sort of an obvious pick. Uh, Philadelphia coming off, you know, the NFC Championship, going to the Super Bowl. Uh, last week they won against the Patriots, even though it was closer than it should have been. Uh, but they did lose both their coordinators, and they their offense did not look as good as Sharp. But that is the case. And as we'll see over and over again, when we talk about teams this week, uh, the quarterbacks, the offenses did not look very sharp this week or last week. So we'll see what happens. Um, I would not touch this game either. Uh, but if I had the money line, I would just take Philly. Uh, all right. The 1 p.m. games this week. Green Bay is at Atlanta. Green Bay is favored in Atlanta by two. And the over under is 40 and a half. Not expecting a lot of points. That Green Bay defense looks pretty good, and the offense looks pretty good considering they don't have a lot of skill players. They have very young players. Christian Watson was out, and he's probably going to be out this week too. Um, and I can't name a lot of other skill players for Green Bay. Um, Atlanta did not look great, but they pulled out a win. Uh, thoughts on Green Bay at Atlanta minus two? You know, I, I see that, and you know, is Jordan Love the next the next coming of the Green Bay legendary quarterbacks? Uh, I didn't get to watch a lot of the game. I was flipping back for you know watching some red zone, but paying pretty close attention to the games, the 49er game at one. Um, you know, so is I, I think Atlanta has a better chance of winning this game than everyone's going to give them. Uh, you know, they're what they're minus two or minus Green two. It's Green Bay minus two. Green Bay minus two. Okay, yeah. So Green Bay minus two is, um, you know, I think that's maybe a far of a stretch for that. But, um, you know, I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't touch this game at all. Um, just my, my thoughts. Um, if you wanted to play around with the over-under, I think that game might go over. But um, I'm I'm not touching it. Uh, Green Bay actually looked very good. I watched almost all that uh, Packers-Bears game, and they went into Chicago, and they were very good on all sides of the ball. But um, Atlanta might be a little bit better than Chicago, so we'll see what happens. Las Vegas is at Buffalo. So I ha I put a check mark not next to some teams that you know are in danger of going 0-2. Minnesota, obviously, at Philadelphia, that would be tough for them. They, they're probably going to go 0-2. Uh, Buffalo's at home. Las Vegas won their first game by one point. Um, and Buffalo's in danger of going 0-2. They're favored by 8-and-a-half. Uh, the over-under is 46-and-a-half. Do you have any thoughts on Las Vegas at Buffalo? I thought that was a typo when I saw it, but then I realized mm. it's not typos when it comes to um, something as sensitive as gambling. So I don't know if they're adding emotion to that, if there's a point and a half of emotion tied to this, or if they just think Las Vegas is that bad and Buffalo just had a bad showing. Uh, eight and a half is a lot of points to cover in week two. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to touch that game, but I don't think um, the Bills are going to be searching for their first victory after this coming Sunday. The Bills, yeah, the the money line again, Buffalo makes sense. But, uh, yeah, eight and a half, uh, way too much. Uh, granted, they could win by 24. I wouldn't be shocked. But they did not look very good against the Jets. And it may be just the Jets have a good defense. But Josh Allen was uncomfortable the whole game, throwing it away, throwing it to the other team. 
uh, running when he should have been passing uh, a lot of a lot of mistakes in that in that way but so yeah eight and a half is too much let's go let's go to baltimore at cincinnati cincinnati crushed by the browns uh cincinnati in danger of going on to baltimore uh not didn't look great offensively but survived and covered um against a bad houston team uh but cincinnati is favored at home by three. So Cincinnati minus three, the over under is 46 and a half. Do you have thoughts on Baltimore at Cincinnati? Uh, you know, Cincinnati gave me some crunchy crew times last week and so did Buffalo. We'll get more to that later. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if Cincinnati is going to be the best team we've seen the best version of themselves from a few years ago. It's long season. I think they're still going to be able to make that run towards the playoffs. Um, I, I think Baltimore is going to be a little lesser known than we've known him to be in the past two. Uh, both these teams didn't really impress me in week one. I know week one is pretty much a throwaway for most of the teams. Um, but, you know, I, I probably would say Cincinnati you know, um, to get back to one and one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take, uh, I wouldn't take uh, this game too much, but I, I do have some croutons on it. I'll, I'll talk about that later. Um, all right, Seattle at Detroit. Seattle's defense, as we talked about last week, not very good. Um, and Detroit's defense actually very good against uh, Kansas City. Um, this game has a 47.5 over and over, over under in the Detroit Lions are favored at home by minus 5.5, so – any thoughts on Seattle at Detroit? Yeah, I think Detroit's going to win this game. They're going to – I think we're going to – like I said, Detroit's going to get better and better. I think they're going to win it probably in all phases of the game against Seattle. Um, you know, playing in Detroit, those fans are going to be fired up for their first game of the season. Now, here's my question. What is the over-under on Dan Campbell suiting up for at least one play this season? <laughs> oh, um, I guess it's uh, it's plus five plus I don't know point five. I don't know. I don't know. I I I see what you're saying, but uh, I think he's not going to suit up. Yeah, he. Um, I saw him in an interview yet a few days ago, and it, he was standing next to a few other people, and you forget that he was a tight end in the National Football League, and he's not built like most of these other head coaches you see. Right. Um, and he's not wearing a hoodie to hide the rest of his body. He, he ain't afraid to show off that he's still in um pretty big, pretty good shape. And uh, I think he, um, I think he keeps his players motivated even that way a little bit. It would be, it would be interesting if there was like a a player coach uh, scenario that that it wasn't that long ago that that happened in the NBA, but I think it's been a long time since the NFLs had a player head coach kind of situation. How often do you think that player would call his own number? Ooh, uh, I mean, if, it, if it's Dan Campbell uh, a lot, but uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of any other head coach that would even be able to play in a game. Um, and I'm blanking on anybody who would even be remotely capable of actually you know, getting on the field. Uh, but yeah, if you're going to put yourself in the game, you're going to probably call your own number. Uh, but probably not if you're only going to be in one ga- one play. That would be too obvious. Yeah, you're right. All right, let's move on. Indianapolis is at Houston. Uh, this is basically a pick em. I don't know how anybody could put any money on this game in any way. The over-under is 40 points. Both of these teams lost in week one. They're starting rookie quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson actually looked pretty good. I watched the whole game, um, uh, but and and Jacksonville did end up winning that game, but Indianapolis had a chance to kind of get it close at the end there. Um, if I had to pick a side, I'd, I think Indianapolis is farther along than the the Houston Texans are, but uh, I I don't have any uh, I don't have any hopes for either of these teams this year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, if I were 
picking them in a football pool every week, I would probably pick Indy um, until Houston can prove to me that they can put together a win. I probably won't be picking them to win. I think Indy's going to have a you know fairly straightforward season. I forget at the moment what I picked them to win, but I imagine they're going to get to six or seven wins by the end of this season, and this will be one of them. All right, KC is at Jacksonville. This is one of the games of the week for sure. Um, KC coming off the loss, they have a week and a half or so to prepare for this game, and uh, this is obviously a rematch of the playoffs last year um, where KC beat Jacksonville. Um, KC's favored by three. It looks like Kelsey's probably back for this game. Um, the wide receivers for the Chiefs were an absolute disaster. There's no uh, no other way to explain um, Kansas City. Uh, their defense was pretty good, but their their receivers were awful. Uh, if they get Kelsey back, I think that does improve the their chances in this game. But they are three point favorites in Jacksonville, and the over under is fifty one. So a lot of points expected here. Do you have any thoughts on this game? I think um, Kansas City is one of the few teams right here that have a chance of being 0-2. And yeah. I, I'm not sounding the alarm in Kansas City either, again, because of, like I said, they have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Kelsey might play, might not play. Uh, I don't think there's an urgency to get your best, one of your best offensive weapons back on the field right away. Uh, there's still lots of football to be played. Uh, Jacksonville is going to have a little sour taste in their mouth from last year. They're going to have some extra motivation behind that. Uh, this is going to be a really great game, but uh, I wouldn't touch that point spread. Yeah, I think you should stay away from that game. Chicago is at Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay with a surprise win over Minnesota in Minnesota last week. Chicago absolutely dog crap. Uh, against the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers, they looked terrible. I mean, they they couldn't do anything. They couldn't move the ball at all. Um, Tampa Bay is favored at home by three. The over-under is 41. I don't see a lot of points being uh, put up in this game. 41 seems about right. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe Chicago uh, wakes up. I don't know. I But I, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're going to wake up this week. Uh, that you know they didn't put a great product on the field last week, and you know I, I we talk about it often that Florida Heat is um it's unmatched to um some things that you can simulate in a real game, uh, yeah. just like extreme cold weather, uh, along with the fact that Tampa's at home, you know playing out in that sun and out uh, sunny sunshine Tampa, Chicago coming off a bad loss. I think it's going to be zero two for Chicago. And Tampa Bay is going to cruise to a victory. I am with you on that one. All right, the Chargers, last game of the 1 o'clock slate. The Chargers are at Tennessee. Chargers coming off that wild game with Miami in which they lost in classic Chargers fashion. And Tennessee looked absolutely terrible. Uh, But the Chargers are favored in Tennessee by three points, and the over-under is 45-and-a-half. I think this is kind of disrespectful in week two, but that Chargers team can put up points and this Tennessee team has struggled to put up points. So uh, what do you think? You know, that's another one that I thought was a typo this week. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that the Chargers lose in classic fashion. They do. Uh, I got to watch, I got to watch uh, a lot of this. I get to watch, you know, this whole game. Uh, I think it was a really entertaining game. Uh, I picked Miami to win at the beginning of the week, and I was uh, pretty happy to see him win at the end of the week. Um, you know, this Miami offense is pretty good, but that uh, San, or that Los Angeles Chargers offense was keeping up with them stride for stride. It is disrespectful to be uh, favored by three and a half when you're traveling across the country in week two. Um, I think a steady dose of Derrick Henry will keep that point, that point line pretty close. And I, I think it's going to be a great game to watch. Yeah, and I can't. I can see this coming down to a field goal, but I can't see anybody confidently picking one or the other of these teams at this point. I think the Chargers should be better, but they are the Chargers. So who knows? Uh, Four p.m. games. The Giants coming off that drubbing, the shutout uh, against Dallas. 
at home traveling to Arizona, who actually looked pretty feisty um, against Washington. So, uh, But the Giants are favored. Coming off being blanked by the Cowboys in their own stadium, they're favored by five and a half in Arizona, and the over-under is 40. So just people expecting just nothing from this game, uh, 20 to 10 or something like that. What do you think? And that is why the Arizona Cardinals are the worst team in football. Because the team that just lost by 40 that is traveling across the country is going to beat them in their own stadium. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I am not picking this in croutons, but, man, I don't know if I like the Giants here. That's just my personal feeling. Certainly not minus five and a half. Um, Your San Francisco 49ers coming off a big win. A lot of people thinking Pittsburgh is going to be good. Pittsburgh was not good. Uh, the, the 49ers were very good. Uh, this week they play at the LA Rams. They're favored by seven and a half. And so far, the over-under is 44. Thoughts on San Francisco at the LA Rams? Uh, this will probably end up being the game of the week. Uh, at, in my uh, preseason picks, I picked both of these teams to go deep in the playoffs. Uh, going to be a great game to watch. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to keep rolling with what they have, and the Rams are just going to be back to the old version of themselves. Uh, I'm not going to probably touch the point spread of the winner uh, in croutons. It's just not something I'll typically do to begin with. I think we're in for a heck of a game, though, and I, I think the 49ers, of course, will pull that out. Yeah, and uh, the Correct me if I'm wrong, but the 49ers have had uh, success against the Rams uh, for the past few years, right? Yeah, they, they've done pretty well against the division in general. Yeah. Uh, they, But, you know, I mean, it's a division foe, and you, you, you never know what kind of blood is boiling in between the two. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm looking forward to a good game. The Jets are at Dallas, so presumably Zach Wilson is starting this game. Dallas might just run away with this the way they did uh, with the Giants. Um, The Jets' offensive line is not that great, and Dallas is going to exploit that. Um, The Dallas Cowboys are favored by nine and a half, and the over-under is only 40 points, so they're just expecting this defense of the Dallas Cowboys to win this game, I think, just like they did last week. Do you have any thoughts on this game? So, like, 27 to 13 is what they're expecting. Something like that. That sounds about right. Could Uh, be 40 to nothing, though. Yeah, it could be. Um, (laughs) So, either way, I, you know, look for Dallas to win this game. Going to be more of the same with them. Uh, don't go full Cowboys yet, Cowboy fans. It's only week two, um, and we still don't know if Dak Prescott has learned how to spike the ball when the clock is running and he got no timeouts. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't trust this offense as far as I could throw it. Uh, Washington is at Denver. Denver in danger of losing and going 0-2. Washington, not that impressive. Pulled off a win against Arizona last week. I didn't like what I saw from Washington, but they they did what they had to do, and Denver looked pretty bad uh, and lost last week. So uh, Denver, though, is favored by three and a half at home. The over-under, I think this is the lowest of the week, 38 and a half is the over-under for this game. Um, Can't say I blame them for putting it that low. I don't see a lot of offense on either of these teams, but I also don't want to touch that line. Um well, maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll see how croutons go. But uh, you have any thoughts on Washington at Denver? Uh, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that Denver failed in the Russell Wilson uh, experience. Um, he is just—I I don't think he's going to be able to get this done. He's not the Russell Wilson of old. Uh, Denver just has not put a good team together uh, from the front office standpoint. They—they they need to do better. Uh, that division they're in is no joke, and they are only going to have to – they still have to play Kansas City, Los Angeles, Chargers two times each. 
I think Washington's going to be able to come into Denver and put up a pretty big fight. Three and a half is a good number for Washington to be getting, being the road team. And maybe we should take a look at that one if um, if you fans out there want to throw some croutons on that. Yeah, we'll get back to that in croutons. All right, Saturday Night Football, Miami is at New England. Uh, this is uh, minus two and a half. Miami is coming into New England. Miami coming off that great win in SoFi against the Chargers. And the over-under is 46 and a half which I guess is right because New England's not going to score. If there's any chance New England has, it's going to be slowing down this Miami offense. I don't think they're going to do it, though. I have no idea what's going to happen in this game, but I do not like New England. You know, I, I was watching a little bit of NFL Live from ESPN this week, and they were breaking down just how Tyree Kill is a menace on the field to defenses and how defenses play him. And Belichick is usually pretty good with taking away the best player on the offense, and he's going to make you beat him with the second best player on the offense, which in this case would be Jalen Waddell. Uh, I, I don't know how – I'm going to be interested to see how Belichick tries to, you know, slow down Tyreek Hill for all pun, you know, pun intended, uh, because not too many teams have been able to do it. Um, 215 yards uh, receiving – he only needs 109 yards a game to, and to play every game the rest of the season to uh, beat Kelvin uh, Johnson's record. And on a little bit of a side note, I saw two in an interview today. One of the reporters asked him about still being concerned about being able to throw the deep ball. And he literally looked at the reporter and said, I threw it for 466 yards. I don't care. <laughs> No, well, so here's the thing with, with Tua. He, it, it is true he doesn't have, like, Dan Marino's arm. But um, that doesn't really matter when you've got the receivers that he has and when you're able to process what's happening on the field as quick as he does. So I don't, I don't think that he has to worry about that, and I think we should stop talking about how good at a deep ball he throws. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Monday Night Football. New Orleans is at Carolina. Uh, New Orleans is favored in Carolina by three and a half. New Orleans did not look great in their first week, at least offensively. They looked pretty bad. Uh, But Carolina is even worse. They have nothing on offense, and it is not going well. Uh, It's only been one week, but uh, I I don't like this team. Uh, Um. And uh, I did pick them to go like two and 15 this year. So um, I don't think there's any chance New Orleans loses this game at Carolina. But then again, it is a division game and uh, the over under is 40. Do you have any thoughts on New Orleans at Carolina? You know, I wonder how this game made it to Monday night. I mean, I know there's two Monday night games this week and they get third and fourth choice when it comes to setting stuff up. But it seems like this game has Thursday night written all over it. Uh, but, you know, it's Monday Night Football. I'll definitely be paying attention. But that's, um, you know, that's where yeah. I'm going to leave that. Yeah, so that's the early game. And then we have Cleveland at Pittsburgh, uh, the later game. Cleveland coming off a huge win against Cincinnati and then going into Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh getting blown out um, by San Francisco. So, uh, I don't know what's going to happen here. Cleveland is favored by two. The over-under is 39 and a half. They're looking at a slugfest here. Um, so you have any thoughts on the second Monday night game, Cleveland at Pittsburgh minus two? Uh, you know, th- this is going to, you know, this game might be a little better than the first one. I, I don't know what time these games are on, uh, but I-, I think I will try to get as much in as I can. Um, what I what I do like is I think Pittsburgh is going to bounce back and Cleveland's going to just continue to try to build off of last week. Uh, going to be a great game to watch. That's a pretty tight point spread on two teams that are usually pretty tight with each other. So I, I think it's going to be a good, really, uh, really good game. Yeah, I I feel like people are going to go to bed early 
New Orleans at Carolina, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Um, if you live in a certain part of Ohio or Pennsylvania, you're definitely staying up and watching this game. But otherwise, probably going to bed early because uh, this game, I think the second game starts pretty late in on the east, on the East Coast. And I don't think uh, a lot of people are going to make it to the end of that game. But anyway, let's, uh, let's uh, take a break and we'll come back. We'll talk croutons, daily fantasy, sink or swim, and I'm sure a lot more after this. We gave out some croutons. Um, We each had three picks. Um, I'll start with mine. I, I had Baltimore minus 10. I was going out on a on a limb there. Week one is tough because you don't know what any of these teams are going to look like, but minus 10, that's a lot. Um, but they did end up covering. I didn't feel particularly good about it when the game started, but uh, Houston's just kind of, you know, a miserable team still. Um, maybe they turn that around at some point this season, but right now they're, they're struggling to find – um, skill position players that can, you know, make a difference. And that Baltimore defense is good enough. The Baltimore offense is in shambles, but, uh, good enough to beat this Houston team. So that game ended up being, uh, a winner for me, uh, minus Baltimore minus tens for 50 group dons. Say that one more time, please. Yeah. So the, I I got Baltimore minus ten for fifty croutons. That was my oh, yeah. winner from last week. All oh, right, are are we announcing ours one at a time then from last week? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so uh, my first pick was um, Cincinnati to uh, cover the two and a half points uh, under or favored they were against Cleveland, and I was really wrong. Cincinnati managed to score three points. So I guess minus two and a half kind of made sense if you were looking at it that way. Uh, but I lost 50 croutons on that bet. Yeah, Cincinnati does not look right. Um, the second bet I had was Jacksonville minus five. Uh, I can't say I wasn't sweating this one out. Uh, Indianapolis had the ball, like goal to go um, towards the end, which would have ruined my minus five, but they ended up uh, – messing it up and Jacksonville hangs on. Um, so Jacksonville minus five hits for 50 croutons. So that was uh two for two. Yeah. Um, I was zero for two in these two. I took uh Buffalo minus one and a half to travel to, um, to, uh, take down the victory in New Jersey. Uh, I was wrong even without the best player. One of the best players on the jets offense, they were not able to get it done or Buffalo was not able to get it done. Uh, Josh Allen single-handedly cost the Buffalo Bills that victory, and he cost me 50 croutons. And then lastly, I had L.A. at uh, L.A. Rams at Seattle. I thought they would go over 46.5 pretty easily. I didn't think either of these defenses were very good, but the Rams absolutely shut down Seattle in the second half. Uh, they did not make it to 46 and a half, so I lost 50 croutons on my third pick there. Yeah, um, I and that's the pick I liked the most out of your three picks last week. Uh, sadly, I was really mistaken. I think you liked Buffalo minus one and a half on mine. I did, yeah. Uh, last, uh, my one pick that I did hit on for 50 croutons, Miami was traveling to Los Angeles to be, and getting three points. We all know what happened. Uh, Miami took down the victory without needing any points. Uh, so I lost 50 croutons overall in the week, and I'm down to 950. So I I went 2-1, and one, so I'm up 50. Uh, so let's see what we do this week. So um, I've got three picks. Uh, how many picks do you have? Yeah, I've got three as well, and I'm noticing that um, my point spreads were a little different than yours as we were talking about these games. So I guess we'll debate that when we get up to them. Sure. And I don't know if we have any of the same games because we save it for the podcast, but I've got Tampa Bay minus three over Chicago uh, for 50 groupons. 
you know, that's a really great pick, and that's one of the ones I had written down for um, croutons, except when I took a peek at the line, it was minus two and a half for Tampa Bay. So I'm good with whichever one we roll with, but either way, uh, we're either both going to win or lose that one. Uh, let's, let's just do two and a half because that's a better line. Okay. And that way there's no push if they win by a field goal. Um, I got Baltimore plus three at Cincinnati. That is, uh, I don't love this Baltimore team, but that Cincinnati team is in, in shambles. They're a mess. And I think this Baltimore team defensively, uh, can take over. So I think I like Baltimore plus three at Cincinnati, and that's for 50 croutons. Yeah, that seems like chum in the water for Vegas to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Good luck on that bet. I'm not going to touch um, anything Baltimore-Cincinnati this week. Uh, another one we were we were debating, um, we had Green Bay. You said you weren't going to touch it with a 10-foot pole. I'm going to take Green Bay minus two traveling into Atlanta. I think they're going to be able to get this done this week again. Um, I did see the line at one and a half, but I'll take the two because I think that seems probably about right. Um, but I'm going to take Green Bay minus two for 50 croutons. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think Green Bay is clearly the better team, but, you know, with a one-week sample size, I just don't know how I feel about that uh, with Atlanta winning as well. Um, I'm going to take Washington plus three and a half. At Denver, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, at Denver. Um, I think this Washington team is actually pretty decent. I mean, Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator. I think he knows what he's doing, um, and I think the defense is actually decent. Um, I didn't love the game against Arizona, but they uh, pulled it out. So, uh, and and then Denver just looks terrible, and Russell Wilson looks like. He's at the end of his career for some reason. So I'm going to take Washington plus three and a half uh, versus Denver. Yeah, that's um, I do like that pick a little bit. Uh, I think it's kind of leery, maybe not. I don't know. I I would roll with you on that one. Uh, But the one I looked at, um, we talked about it just a little bit ago, the New York Jets in Dallas. I'm looking Mm -hmm. at the over under a 39 and a half. And I think the Jets are going to be able to score, you know, at least a touchdown or two. And, you know, even if it's their defense putting their offense in a really good spot. And I think Dallas is going to be able to muster up some points. I think that 39 and a half is going to be easy to go over. And I'll lay 50 times on that. All right. So, I mean, I do like. All right. So let's just go over them again. I got uh we're going to do, we're both going to do Tampa Bay minus two and a half over Chicago. I've got Baltimore uh, plus three in Cincinnati. And then I've got Washington in Denver plus three and a half. I think, I think I would live with a field goal winning this game against Washington, but still pulling off the cover. Uh, what are your three picks? Your three picks. Uh, yeah. So we, uh, the Tampa Bay minus two and a half over Chicago. We both really like them this week. Um, Green Bay minus two traveling to Atlanta. Um, I will take that for 50 croutons. And then the over under 39 and a half in the Jets Cowboys game uh, for 50 more croutons this week. Yeah, that last one feels right to me. The very low scoring game. All right. Uh, I did pick a lineup last week. I uh, I picked a uh, tears lineup because that showed up uh, at the last minute. Um, and then I picked, uh, one of your, uh, standard lineups, uh, last week. So I've got a daily fantasy lineup. Do you have a daily fantasy lineup? Yes, I do. All right. Why don't you go first? Okay. So, um, this week I'm, I, I'm trying different strategies again to, um, turn my free, my free entry into money with 27,000 people playing fantasy football. I'm trying to get the edge. Um, this week, um, I'm going to pick Jordan Love at quarterback. I, I'm taking a little bit of savings there uh, using him. If he can muster up a game like he had last week, it'll be decent points. Um, Javante Williams and Khalil Herbert, uh, Denver and Chicago's running backs. I'm going to go with them this week. 
Uh, I think both of them are going to be value added to the team for what they're trying to achieve for a week two victory. Amon Ron St. Amon Ross St. Brown, CD Lamb, and Mike Williams as wide receivers. I think all of these teams are going to have a lot of upside in passing this week. Uh, St. Brown continues to look like he's going to be uh, Detroit's wide receiver number one. I think he's going to continue to put up big numbers uh, the more and more him and Jared Goff get comfortable with each other. CeeDee Lamb is, has that threat to be able to uh, score at any time, and Mike Williams usually is good for good for a couple of touches a game if he can turn one of those into a touchdown. That'll be a uh, big, big good, big good news for me. Um, Dalton Kincaid, the tight end for the Bills. I, I again, I was kind of going a little cheaper on the tight end route. Uh, he had a couple catches in the game. Uh, you know, Knox is uh, the possibility for a tight end in Bills as well. I think uh, they're going to try to make sure they um, Josh Allen has a lot of checkdowns at this point to try to cut down on those. Uh, uh, interceptions he's been throwing. So I think King Cat can get a little bit of that um, uh, beneficiary there. Uh, for Flex, I went Debo Samuel. I had enough savings there to, to route up to him. The problem with the 49ers is somebody else can score this week. Um, you know, they had a pretty uh, big game out of IU last week. I think Debo has the ability this week if they're focusing too much on him. And then the Colts defense uh, playing Houston. Uh, I don't think Houston's going to be able to muster a lot of points up, so Colts are going to be able to be the beneficiaries of uh, getting some points for fantasy football. Yeah, that Colts defense looked good against Jacksonville, so I think that's a good pick. I've got Mahomes. I think he's going to bounce back. I think Kelsey's going to play. I think they're going to need him, and I think Jacksonville and the over-under in that game is 51, KC at Jacksonville, so – I expect some some fireworks there. Uh, I've got the running back, Jameer Gibbs, who didn't do a lot uh, for the Lions in week one, but I think they saw how explosive he was, and I think he's going to get more touches. I've got Justice Hill, the running back for Baltimore. I think they want to run the ball. They're playing like, uh, I don't know, some kind of pro-style offense that um, – Involves a lot of running the ball, but not by the quarterback. I don't know. Anyway, Justice Hill had a big game, and I think he's going to do it again. I've got Amar St. Brown, just like you do. I've got uh, Christian Kirk, who did not have a big game for Jacksonville this past week, but I think that they're going to try to exploit the matchups because he's a slot receiver in Jacksonville, and I think Kansas City's going to have some trouble with that. And then I've got Stefan Diggs, uh, I think a bounce-back week for Buffalo. And I think he's going to have a big game. Flex position, I've got Josh Downs from Indianapolis. This is obviously, uh, you know, looking deep into the rosters. But he had a decent game. It looks like uh, Anthony Richardson is maybe uh, targeting him a little bit more. And uh, so I'm taking a shot there. And then the tight end, again, Adam Troutman uh, for Denver. Um, the, all the receivers for Denver seem to be uh, – getting hurt so uh he's like kind of the last man standing and this team is probably not going to throw a lot so uh, i'm looking for adam troutman to get all the pretty much all the targets and then i'm taking detroit's defense this week i think seattle's offense was so bad last week and now they're in detroit um detroit's gonna take what the rams did and try to exploit uh those weaknesses in seattle and get some big points so that's my lineup. Yeah, that's a pretty good lineup. Uh, we are very different on the spectrum all the mm. way across the board. Uh, I don't even know how many possible lineups there are, but I'm sure it's in the Googleplex, the Googleplex yeah. version of that answer. Um, I guess seeing one of those little uh, tidbits that Neil deGrasse Tyson does, uh, breaking down, um, that would be pretty fascinating. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. He's talking about how time moves and just the things he breaks down. Th- there are too many possibilities, but again, just a warning for uh, maybe some new listeners or new to fan- daily fantasy football. Make sure you're watching, not entering lineups where there's multiple entries of 150 yeah. because people are using computer programs to put in what they want to favor and making sure they don't have one identical lineup. And you're basically betting against 10 people that have 150 lineups compared to 
150 people to have one. Uh, just be aware of what you're signing up for. Kind of look into a little bit of that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, it might be able to help you in the future. And I'm not giving out tears, but uh, if you can find tears, I highly recommend taking a little bit of action on that. Uh, I won uh, $13 last week, uh, five on one game and eight on the other. So, um, you know, I think tears is worth looking at. Uh, let's talk swinkers. Let's all talk sink or swim. So uh, last week we both swam. Um, I picked uh, Washington and they managed to pull it off against Arizona. And you picked Baltimore and they pulled it off versus Houston. Do you have a sink or swim team for this week? Yes, I do. Um, I'm going to go no further than the, the best team in New York, and that is Buffalo. Uh, I think they're, you know, they're a nine and a half point favorite this week. Uh, I'm going to lean on the favorite train again. Last week it was 10 points with uh, Baltimore. This week it's nine and a half with Buffalo. I'm going to try to go two and oh and sink or swim. Yeah, I, I looked at that, but I'm going to go a little off uh, and I'm going to take Washington again. Uh, to beat Denver this week, I'm going to take, uh, I'm sorry, not Washington. I'm going to take Denver to beat Washington. Uh, but hopefully it's just by three or less points. Yeah. So you're kind of trying to double dip on one game there. Yep. Um, good luck to you on that. And um, I have a SIF surprise. We didn't have one all of last season, but I do have one this season. And I propose a new game to you, Mr. Professor. All right. Do you want to play? Absolutely. Okay. So my, um, my, uh, it's a working title so far, but what I want to explain the game is, um, and the title eludes me at the moment and I didn't even write it down, but here it's basically, um, oh, I'm sorry. Scratch or sniff is what I want to call the game. Okay. So this is how the game works. Starting week two, which is today, and I'll even give you a few minutes, or you can update us later on in the day if you want to put a little bit of thought into it. It's teams we are scratching off that are going to make the playoffs or teams that are still going to sniff the playoffs. So basically, what you're going to tell me today, I have two teams that mm-hmm. I, am cr- I am scratching from the playoffs, and because I'm picking them in week two, they would be valued at 17 points if they do not make the playoffs. And we would basically add that up at the end of the season. Uh, so all the way up until week 18, you can pick teams you don't think are going to make the playoffs, but you would only get one point for guessing them incorrectly. But once you put them on your scratch list, they are there permanently, but you'll get the, the points corresponding with that week. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So I picked two teams right now to for week two that I'm scratching off the playoffs, and that is Houston and the New York Giants. These are your two your two two scratches. Yes, I am scratching them off. I am counting them out of playoff contention. All right. So now I've got a way that I can keep up with this um, periodically through. Uh, uh, your record and my record. I mean, obviously, if you want to keep records with it, I've got a nice little notebook that I've got just for the season that I've got a system I'm going to work for myself. Uh, but I, I don't know if you're going to have any scratches this week or not. Uh, if you even want to put any thought into it beforehand before answering, that's fine too. Um, I, well, I think Chicago's a scratch. So it might. Do you want to make that official? Yes. Okay. Um, I, so am I supposed to, I'm not, I guess I'm not exact. I, I said I was sure, but I'm not exactly sure. So you're, we're just picking two teams this week that we think are not going to actually sniff the playoffs. You can pick as many as you want whenever you want. Oh, but if once you pick that team, you can't unpick them. And you only get the points for the week that you picked them originally. So pretty much Chicago is gone. You can't, if, if they make the playoffs, you're going to lose the possible 17 points that you could have gained if you would have picked 
uh, the New York Jets, say, for instance, and they end up not making the playoffs. Okay, I see. But I'm comfortable with Chicago. I mean, if you wanted to pick 10 teams right now, you could, but it could I, blow up in your face and you wouldn't win the game. Yeah, no, I'm not picking any. I'm Chicago is my team. Okay, and that's the only one? Yep. Okay, so I am very comfortable with writing off the Giants and the Texans, and you're comfortable with writing off the Bears. Uh, next week, I may have another team or two added to my list. Uh, I think some of these 0-2 teams are going to be a telltale sign of their future, immediate future in the NFL. Yeah, I think we're going to get a clearer picture after week two or week three. Um, and at some point, you're going to have power rankings probably after week four, I would say. Yeah, I, I was really itching to do some power rankings this week. But it's always overreaction week. Uh, The one thing I don't think anyone's overreacting about is Houston, Chicago are really bad. uh, And teams like uh, San Francisco and uh, the Eagles are really good. Dallas is really good. Uh, Where they're going to fall in those power rankings, we'll um, we'll wait to see. All right. Anything else before we say goodbye? No, I think we covered it, and uh, until uh, next week, I guess we'll wrap that up. All right. You can uh, hit up the mayor on X slash Twitter at 49Gators. Uh, he will answer any questions you have. Uh, it's his opinion and his opinion only. Uh, you can also reach us on Facebook at Anything NFL Powered by the SIF Podcast. Uh, you can just search the SIF Podcast um, on Spotify or Facebook or uh, any other podcast place. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week very soon. Bye.